and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my friend and partner in crime over there, Rob Langevin. What's going on, Rob? What's going on, Kevin? What's going on, everybody at home? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, hopefully, we'll be some somewhat informative, probably, because we always like being probably, because we always err on the caution that we, we always have to, the ability to be wrong and blame someone else completely for it. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, fair enough. We're, we're heading into the Thanksgiving period, but we thought we'd get a show in here for you anyway, because uh, England doesn't seem to care that it's uh, Thanksgiving this week at all, according to <laughs> my separate bosses and also the Premier League schedule. Um, yeah. Are you doing anything uh, special for the holidays, though? Turkey. That's all I'm doing is turkey. There's so much turkey. turkey. All I can't wait to get I can't wait to get like my elastic waist jeans on so I can just gorge <laughs> like, oh, you like some Joe- of those pregnant jeans? Where can I get yeah. those? Those look so like, comfy. If anybody watches Friends, I know I know Joey Tribbiani wears elastic waist pants on on Thanksgiving. I'm not a big Friends fan, but mm. you know, uh, but whatever. You know, he he wore elastic waist pants for Thanksgiving and because he likes to eat. I like to eat. I like the best part about turkey is turkey. Yeah. And then the nap. And then the nap that ensues. And the American football that goes on all day. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Three good games, too. Three actually good, good games. Time. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that Steelers-Colts game if there is no Andrew Luck, which it looks uh, like there will not be. It's, but It's definitely leaning that way. Yeah, yeah. but Cowboys-Redskins should be <laughs> a pretty fun game here. Um, but enough of NFL stuff. We're here to talk to you about Premier League, of course, when we start the show. We always throw it to Rob, any news or updates he wants, or sometimes we just go straight into uh, the players that have both risen and dropped in price. So what you got for us, man? Uh, news and updates. Uh, it's a Champions League in Europa week, so anybody who's you know getting a little itchy trigger finger for someone on the teams that are participating this week, wait. Wait till Friday. Wait to find out who's injured, make sure that they are injured, and see if they're going to play or fit. Uh, you know, that's the best best news or advice I can give you. When there are Champions League games or when there are Europa games, uh, you know, err on the side of caution and and go with the go with the guy on your shoulder that has the halo and not the devil. Mm. But <clears throat> other than that, I, I I don't have much I don't have I don't have much news. You know, I mean, there's probably news out there. I'm just you know not fit to report it. Well, for America. We have a new manager of the national team. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually wrote a note down here that I maybe wanted to touch on it a little bit later. I mean, but since you brought it up, I mean, do you want to talk about it? Uh, what do you What do you think of Klinsman being being annexed and uh, having the the old old guard back in with Bruce Arena? Well, <laughs> I mean, it was always going to be difficult for Klinsman to keep his job after what just happened in this round of uh, World Cup qualifiers, but. Um, Bruce Arena, oh sorry, I'm super tired, but um, Bruce Arena uh, does not inspire or instill loads of confidence for me. Um, I'm sure by now everybody's already seen the quotes where he said, you know, we need to use just American players, not all these foreign players, which is uh, a pretty uh, inflammatory thing to be floating around right now. Especially post-election, it sure is. Although he came out today and did an interview with Fox and, you know, kind of backpedal a little bit. But it is interesting. And I think the the conflict that's always existed between the U.S. men's team and the national setup and the MLS is that for the national setup to improve, we need to have American players playing abroad against tougher opposition. 
But mm-hmm. the goal of the MLS is to capitalize on the growing soccer base in America, which gets a lot higher attendance when you have star American players. Like when Dempsey came back and joined the Sounders or when Michael Bradley went to, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's not technically America. But it is the MLS when he went to uh, Toronto. So yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see Bruce yeah. Arena in charge considering he now has that MLS experience as well. Is he going to try to walk that line? I would have preferred Bielsa, who was floating around today. Which I, I think would have been really interesting, uh, just because he's laid the tactical framework for so many great managers, uh, mm-hmm. most namely Guardiola, Pochettino, and Simeone. Maybe not in that order. <laughs> after today, I was match. I was actually hoping that they went a completely different round. I know he's on the uh, the developmental side of the U.S. soccer, but I I thought they were going to go to a, a like a Claudio Reyna. I that I would have been all for I would have been all for a former player taking yeah. over, but. That's just me. Yeah, it would have been interesting for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the big news that happened today um, in non-FPL news. In actual FPL news, you did mention the Champions League stuff. Uh, you can feel free to buy Tottenham players because they are no longer in the Champions League this year. So no more having to worry about that. Uh, not feeling super great about that, uh, but there you go. Um Obviously, Rob, there have been some price changes. Why don't you run through some of those for us, if you would? Uh, absolutely, Kevin. Your your wish is my command, sir. <laughs> so, Dude, so as a, did you know I was rubbing a lamp over here? Oh my God, is that that's what you were rubbing, Kevin? Come on. <laughs> oh, mm, all right. Uh, Move it swiftly. Thank God. Thank God. This is not a video cast. It's Kevin. Right <laughs> Welcome back to FPL Roundtable Nights. Yeah, as you li- as you light a scented candle and put friggin' fermented things all over. Is this Careless Whisper? Are you playing yeah. Careless Whisper? Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what's worse that that was an attempt at Careless Whisper or that I knew that it was a bad attempt at Careless Whisper. <laughs> uh, little column A, little column B. I think. Yeah. There. Yeah. Completely. I mean, what better way to segue into price changes than Careless Whisper? I mean, <laughs> if there's uh, a better one, I don't know what it is. No, there, I, there isn't one. I don't think there is. I'm befuddled right now. I'm actually at a loss for words for the first time in, you know, about eight minutes. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so on the price changes, you know, anybody who listens, we go, we do price ups, price downs. It's kind of like a, you know, in, a see how the market is investing their their transfer funds. Uh, and the price ups, <clears throat> there's some interesting names this week. You know, some bigger names that are, you know, showing out to be, you know, the cream of their position, which is basically why we want them. Uh, Starting net, Thibaut Courtois, Kevin, for your money, any any dollar amount, is there any other goalie you'd want right now than Thibaut Courtois? I mean, it's not looking great at the moment, is it? Um, one thing that I did notice that I think is a little interesting is, you know, we have seen Liverpool's defense be so bad for so long that, um, and this is, you know, more helpful in DFS, but Larice Carius has five wins out of seven matches, only mm-hmm. two clean sheets out of those. But I, I was looking at that as maybe an option because they did have a pretty, have a pretty difficult start to the season. Things looking like they're about to get a little easier. Also mm-hmm. kind of keep an eye on Butland. Stoke have been slowly improving and he's supposed to be back in the next two or three weeks. But right <laughs> now, I mean, what Chelsea are doing is just, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's hard to look elsewhere. Although, um, and we'll get to this later. I don't really love this matchup from either side. Um, it's literally the best and second best defense in the Premier League, and I'm not sure either of them are going to keep a clean sheet. But if you're like looking forward, like rest of season, Courtois is yeah. probably at the top of that list. Yeah, I completely agree, Kev, with uh, Courtois. You know, I mean, 
you know, he's he's looks like the goods, but you brought up an interesting case with Loris Carries. You know, I could make a case that, you know, you know, he'd be a good anti Courtois because Liverpool, like you said, has the upcoming fixtures to back it up. Uh, also on the up, uh, Laurent Koscielny, second highest scoring defender in the Premier League this year. Behind Kevin, who would it be? Who's back? Who's first? Oh, no. Um, it has to be somebody at Chelsea now, right? Or is it still Walker from yeah. early on? It's it's somebody at Chelsea, but it's not the ones you, you think it would be. Oh, Gary no. Cahill. Is it, uh, Gary Cahill. I had had to be. As soon as you it's said Gary that. Cahill. <laughs> oh, Gary no. Cahill, by, by, I believe, one point currently is uh, who the highest scoring defender. Oh, two points. 58 Every Premier League <laughs> defender should hear that and try to do better next week. Well, it's just because he's been playing all he's playing all the time, and you know, six consecutive clean sheets, you know, with seven points or more, six or six or seven points or more, you know, that's basically forty-two points right there, added into the other, you know, six games. That's two points a game, mm-hmm. gets him to fifty-eight. There, there is his total. But Kishelny, yeah. Aspi on fifty-six, on, Walker on fifty-three. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kishelny's got. You know, he's got 56 points. Upcoming fixtures, Bournemouth, West Ham, Stoke, Everton. So I can see the investment there. I think people who were uh, who were invested in Bellerin and not Koscielny are now thoroughly invested in Koscielny because they, they want that Arsenal coverage as from the back. And an interesting thing, you mentioned uh, Loris Carries for Liverpool. Uh, Joel Matip went up. Uh, it's it, it's it's an interesting thing because he covered his price. Him and Nathaniel Klein are exactly the same at 5.5. Uh, but but their ownership is not even close. Nathaniel Klein's in close to a twelve percent, whereas Matip is close to three yeah. percent. So this this is reinvestment in funds and people trying to uh, maybe find something new out of the Liverpool defense. Like you said, their their fixtures are a little bit you know cleaner for them coming up. So you know maybe the points in, uh, are there for them. You know home against Sunderland at Bournemouth and then home against West Ham and then at Middlesbrough. That takes you to the middle of December. So I mean, there's, I mean, it's Liverpool. So you know, they're pretty much favored in every one of these matches. But they're not going against offensive giants in any of these games. You know, Sunderland averages a goal, goal, goal or less a game. Bournemouth is pretty much the same. They're up and down. They're like a teeter totter. West Ham can't can't get out of their own way. And Middlesbrough is basically like like Sunderland in, in the goal scoring format. Uh, so so Liverpool investment right now is a is a good idea from a defensive standpoint. The only thing is that the the initial investment of 5.5 isn't, you know, everyone's cup of tea, so I think it scares a lot of people away. Um, <clears throat> moving on, uh, Ed Nazard went up again. Uh, you know, he, he kind of blanked last week. I know he got four points, but, you know, he's basically being owned everywhere. Uh, you know, his ownership is way up there now. It's 31.5%, so the differential is not there. Pretty much everybody owns this guy as they should. Uh, he's sitting on 86 total points for the year. Uh, his fixtures coming up, you know, Spurs, Man City are on the on the docket right, right now, and then after that it goes West Brom, Sunderland. So, I mean, star players are gonna are gonna score are gonna be played regardless of their opponent. So, I mean, Spurs second best defense in the league. Man City, it's gonna be a tough matchup because they're both elite scoring teams. So it could go back and forth. It could be zero zero. Who knows? <clears throat> uh, also on the up to the midfield uh, podcast favorite and Hull Wunderkind. Robert Snodgrass, he's a he's a do all. Uh, basically, he's like the WD forty for Hull. Uh, he does everything uh, unless they unless he does something. I think they do nothing. Uh, he's like the guy who rides the tiger, 
like the tiger just runs around aimlessly when he's not riding the tiger. So when he's on the tiger, they do phenomenally better. Uh, he does everything, PKs, set pieces, corners. Uh, I think he drives the team bus to and from the airport. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> probably. He's get, he got, he's got, I think he has his own. I think he's probably new. He might be an Uber driver too. Who knows? Uh, also on the up to the midfield, Roberto Firmino. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I, I was wondering where, where your take is in this because I think we touch on it. Every, every week there's a new Liverpool, you know, flavor of the week. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it seems like. Firmino is the early guy this week. Uh, Coutinho is is interesting as well. He's being transferred in, in a lot as well. I think probably by Saturday game times, he, he will probably go up in price as well, as will Sadio Mane. But if you had to pick one for this week and this week only, who would you go with, Kev? Firmino, Coutinho, or Mane? Uh, for this one, I think I'm probably leaning Firmino just because of the success that opposing forwards have had against Sunderland. I mean, Coutinho very well could be the one with the assists or the goals on his own. Like, like you said, the, mm-hmm. they spread out so evenly that it pretty much seems like as long as they score two goals, whichever Liverpool person you have is going to be involved in some capacity. Um, but, you know, I, yeah. everybody's playing so well. I'm kind of defaulting back to Firmino, who's always been the one I've leaned towards. I'm assuming that you're leaning towards Coutinho because that tends to be where you lean. Yeah, I, w- I would say Coutinho is my is my call for th- just this week against Sunderland. Uh, I think he looks like the guy. You know, if if Lallana was fit and healthy, I may give him a tout because I think that you know I, I think the wheel of Liverpool uh, scoring goods would probably land on him this week. But he, I don't think he's going to be fit or to play. So yeah, I would probably lean Coutinho, which is bad because he's the most owned player out of the out of the, the triumvirate that we mentioned. Uh, but you know, Firmino's not a good shout, not a bad shout either. But uh, and and in daily plays, like uh, I would probably lean Sadio Mane only because he does a little bit more uh, to to ancillary stats to to give you the the bonus the points that you need for daily. So it'd be Coutinho and in, in the official game Mane in uh, you know daily. And then if you're in play Taga, I'd go Firmino. How's that? I'll get I'll get all three hey. formats in one in one <laughs> Liverpool in one. In one Liverpool uh, shout here. Uh, so also on the ups, we'll, we'll move to the forward. Very interesting uh, on the ups. Uh, I'll start with Harry Kane. Uh, we mentioned it last week that, you know, he's probably a good time to buy mm. uh, and people are doing it. Um, <clears throat> I want to get into a point. I want to get into two points because I have two points with the forwards. I'm going to loop them together. So it's a good good segue here for both. Uh, Kev, mm. looking at what Ke- Harry Kane is currently and what people rely on from Sergio Guerrero. And what Diego Acosta is doing. Do you think it's possible in the next two weeks we'll probably see people having a Kane, Costa, Aguero front three? Uh, we'd have to see a dip in some of those nines and tens. Because there's no way you can get all of those people in there. Although I do think we are going to start seeing some people upshifting. Because you and I and a lot of people had kind of stepped down to the Bedtekes and Austins and Defoe's of the world. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of those uh, have been disappointing, although Defoe uh, continues to be a very good goal gamble. But it does feel like people are going to want to start getting a little more consistency there. Lukaku also can be frustrating at times. Um, I think, I think too, I think, because I don't think there are a whole lot of people that are pairing Aguero and Costa to begin with, just because the timing didn't line up really. Um, so all three seems very difficult to do, and I'm not going to do the math off the top of my head, but I think you could only really have one elite midfielder and then just try to put the pieces together there. So I, I don't think there's too much worry about that, but I do think the Canes, um, price and ownership are both about to keep going up. So 
if if you want to be on that uh, train, now's probably the time to hop on. Uh, as I already alluded to earlier, Chelsea have an amazing defense. Tottenham also have a very good defense. Uh, but Kane does have a, t- a tendency to score in derbies. Um, so, you know, if, if you're worried about the price, don't look at the Chelsea match as a reason to not buy him now. I'm, yeah. I, I told everyone last week that if he proved it to me, I'd buy in. Uh, but now I'm not. <laughs> um, but that's more of a issue with, I'd have to shift two players and it would involve getting rid of either Hazard or Otsil. Which I don't think I'm willing yeah. to do just yet. So, and also, uh, well, never mind. I'll talk about him in a little bit. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I don't think we'll see that too much. I just, unless you have a wild card, I don't know if you even could do it within like a month to get all the numbers to line up. Yeah, no, you, you, you would definitely, you would definitely have to have a wild card. I just thought it was interesting because you know to have the three Costa, Kane, and Aguero, which are basically like you know the best. It's like strawberry chocolate and and you know vanilla ice cream up top you'd have to have invested 34.5 million of your salary currently for those three which would leave you 65.5 left of your salary granted there's no price you know you granted you don't have any money in the bank or you know you know invest you know gained money on player value stuff like that so you'd basically have 5.5 to spend on the last 11 or 12 spots of your roster which is kind of hard to do You'd basically have a room for, like Kevin said, one midfield, you know, overpriced guy like a Coutinho. I don't think you couldn't you couldn't get anybody like Hazard, Sanchez, uh, De Bruyne. You'd have to go eight 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 dot five is probably the max player you could have through the midfield. But it's I think it's an interesting strategy. Anybody at home that listens to this podcast and they're thinking about doing this, they want to send us a snap, you know, a snap of their picture. You know, send it to us on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie at Kevrov. Yeah. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see what your team would what your team would be constructed if you had uh, Aguero, Costa, and Kane as your three headed Hydra manifesto up front. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, it's it's probably possible. You know, your midfield will be littered with you know Joe Allen's and uh, you know Matt Phillips, which you know it's. It's a bad thing. You just have to. You basically have to hit on lucky strikes through the midfield for a lot of the time, where you wouldn't have that star power. But yeah. you know, to each their own. <clears throat> well, All right. You also on. mentioned Matty Phillips heading into last week. Yep. Because I, I wrote about him in my article as well, and that went so well, so much better than I Crazy. ever would have expected. But the numbers did bear it out that he had the most chances Crazy. created for them. He had the most uh, shots on target. For, oh no, it wasn't shots on target. What was the other one? Uh, but it, it, it assists, key passes, and successful take-ons. Key, yeah, key passes in the final third. I think you had was was the uh, was the key stat. I think I mm. jumped out for me. Um, yeah, but Matty Phillips is shining out two consecutive games in double digits for his price tag five dot one. Awesome. Uh, West Brom, you wouldn't expect them to score four goals. They barely they can't tie four shoes in a row without giving up a goal in the 80th minute. <laughs> and with Joe Allen so, suspended, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's a good move. Anybody, he's basically the new, uh, you know. And then everybody, he had to ruin it again. Etienne Capoue had to score, and now he brings his name back into the into the fray with his four dot nine price tag. Damn you, Etienne Capoue! As I shake my fist. Um. So yeah. Also, the <laughs> he last can't two on the, keep the price. Getting away with it. He can't. No, no he can't. He, he can't. can't. <laughs> he can't do it. He can't. He can't. He can't. He can't swing better. No, uh. but I. Uh, yeah, no, he can't. Uh, so yeah, getting getting up to the last point of my uh, price ups, the two guys that also went up, both Sunderland strikers, Jermaine Defoe 
and Victor Anichibi. And, you know, we, I segue in a lot of questions, but most of my questions are related to guys that have gone up. So it's pretty coincidental that, you know, this happened this week. Um, look at, look at Jermaine Defoe's ownership, Kevin. He's currently owned in 17.5% of leagues. He has seven goals this year. So he's giving you a good return on this 7.5 investment. Yep. Do you trust Sunderland as a goal scoring unit enough that you would actually roster and play Victor and Nietzsche over someone? Granted oh, that he's a salary dump four dot six. I, I don't I don't think so. It, it would have to be a weird kind of situation for me to do that. Like a price dump as a forward just seems so counterintuitive. Although, you know, the stats tend to bear mm-hmm. it out that midfielders have higher potential. So in theory, mm-hmm. if you brought him in and you wanted to go like a three five two, I, I guess. You could, I wouldn't personally, but you know, it, it's definitely possible. When we were just talking about how difficult it would be to get all those big name forwards in there, it'd be really easy to convince yourself to go Aguero Costa or Aguero Kane if you had somebody that mm-hmm. was in the fours to back them up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Victor Nishby's got three goals in his last two games. His upcoming fixtures Liverpool, Leicester, Swansea, Ch- Chelsea, Watford, Man United. So, I mean, he, he kind of screams a rotational guy that you could probably fit in there that you, maybe you could play against your fifth midfielder. Um, but it, it, it's still victory in each of you, right? I mean, we're not, we're not talking about the second coming of, you know, basically Jermaine Defoe five, six years ago. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, at 4.6, I could see why, why his price is going up and people are investing in him because it allows you to get, uh, you know, Kane with Aguero, Kane with Costa. Aguero with Kane Costa, whoever you, who, whatever combination you want there. Uh, I just don't know if I would feel comfortable enough starting him against Liverpool, against Leicester, you know, against Chelsea, against Man United, and that's three. That's four of the next six. So, uh, from the investment value, sure. If you're trying to squeeze parts into other pieces, yeah, absolutely. But but take but take this for granted. You know, take it. Take a look at Sunderland. They have 12 goals on the season. Seven by Jermaine Defoe. Three by Victor Anishibi and two by Patrick Van Einhol, and that is it. They have zero goals from the midfield, and anybody else wow. not named Defoe, Anishibi, or Patrick Van Einhol. Uh, like I said, they're averaging one goal a game. Um, look at their upcoming fixtures. Is that something you want to invest in and maybe take a shot on and gamble with? No, I maybe I if I was looking to gamble, I'd probably go with a more you know stale option of Jermaine Defoe than try to gamble with and save money with a Victor Anichibi. Yes, you'll save money and, and it'll gain somewhere else, but is the trade-off really, really worth it? That's 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 just my question for the day because Victor Anichibi is a hot topic right now. He's being transferred in 42,000 times already this oh, week. He'll wow. probably, be transfer- probably be transferred in another 42,000 by Saturday. So his price is probably going to go up again because of the high usage already because people are he, – he basically didn't have any usage two weeks ago and now has tons of usage because people are picking him up. So he's probably going to be 4.7 by time by kickoff on Saturdays. Um, yeah, so that covers the price up. So I, I got a couple questions in there. I'm glad that glad that went off swimmingly. Uh, on, the, on the price downs, you know, it's – there's – it's a lot of garbage, and I just picked out some some names that that are you know significant. Uh, you know, Casper Schmeichel went down. Uh, he's he's about another week away, maybe two weeks away. So uh, get up your R.R. Ziegler uh, stocks still, even though it sounds like a, a children's book with a fake bear and Christopher Robin, whatever. Uh, he he's he he's the goalie for Leicester that you probably want for at least one more week. 
Uh, also on the down, it was a favorite of ours, you know, preseason. Andrew Robertson has gone down. He's, yeah. you know, injured. Hull has been blah. He's probably Literally about two weeks away from it. still is awful. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're awful. Uh, still, he's about two weeks away from return. I wouldn't buy in regardless if, he's, if he was two weeks ahead of us. I still wouldn't buy him in. Uh, also on the down, Mark Albrighton. Mark Albrighton was one of those players that last year that kind of gave you that uh, consistency based on his price. You know, last year, he was one of those... You know, 5.0 guys that had good games and then disappeared, then had a good game and then disappeared. Uh, he, he scored, a, you know, a modest 115 points last year. He has 21 this year. That's on pace for 68. So he's basically mm. half of what he is, what he was last year or on pace for. It's, I think that's just indicative of what we're seeing from Leicester attack-wise and what the player involvement, what they're doing on the score sheet is doing because I just don't think that they're scoring enough to have him more involved in what they're doing. Uh, also on the down, Leroy Fur. He's a favorite of mine. Swansea is, you know, hit or miss with goals, and they're probably pretty much a matchup uh, conducive ad play. Uh, and then the last one, the biggest name probably in the downs this week, Christian Benteke. Uh, you know, he's only 6.4 of leagues currently. He has four goals on the year. Um, you know, there's probably better options who've scored four goals this year and cheaper. I mean, hell, Victor Nichibi has four go- three goals in his last two games and is 4.6. So save yourself $3 million. Uh, I, as a Christian Benteke owner, and I believe you are still a Christian Benteke owner, correct? I am, yeah, and I'll talk about it in a little bit. Yes. So, I mean, are you, are you, are you fading Christian Benteke love right now? Are you making, going to be making a move to get Benteke off your roster currently? Uh, this is his make-or-break week for me. Exactly. That's I, that's how I feel. I own him. Uh, the matchup is is a little bit in his favor. I think that he may, you know, do something against a Swansea team in Wales. Uh, like it, but like Kevin said, this is his last week. I I don't. I'm sick of tired and looking at his stupid face on my <laughs> roster. I want to I want to throw cupcakes at him and t- call him <laughs> call him call him harsh names and make him cry. No, yeah, but, yeah, that'll like, show him. Yeah, you 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 take you take that. You and, got and do that it, with dude. Some st- <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. So uh, yeah, so those are the price ups and price downs this week. Um, covered most of my questions. I have one more because it involves. Uh, it was a popular uh, texting topic between me and Kevin this week because me and Kevin do partic- participate in uh, DFS and we do do a show on VIP debt, VIPbet.com uh, and. He he scored twice over the weekend, and uh, we both had him in a roster. We both, I think, we both cashed mildly. I I cashed yeah, mildly, basically. I, I, don't, I don't know if Kevin did, um, but Yaya Torre. Yeah. Back in back. I, in I used him against you in the Toga League that I forgot I didn't want to bring up. <laughs> oh, that you look. Oh, that you forgot that you totally wanted to bring up because you lost. Yeah. Uh, so what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, Matt Phillips almost almost saved him. I garbage. I dumped Matt Phillips two weeks ago. So I know. You're welcome. And I picked up Phillips and Toure. Yeah, I I did my best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So Yaya Toure. What what do you make of this, Kev? Is he in the squad now? Not in the squad? Is this like another birthday gift that they gave? They were trying to make up for him. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, do you I, think I, do you think his do you think his inclusion comes at the, comes at the behest of uh, Ilke Gundogan. Gundogan. Um, well, we already knew that Gundogan had injury issues, right? And Yaya Toure mm-hmm. is obviously fresh because he had never played for Manchester City yet this season. I just think that that was dealing with rotation with the Champions League. 
So if Gunawan plays more than 60 minutes in the Champions League, I would not particularly be surprised if we saw Toure again in the Premier League at the weekend. I completely agree with you. I think the, the, the Champions League game is going to be the roster indicative move of how Yaya is going to be included in the City lineup moving forward. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got. I Fair think we enough. should... Uh, Let's pay some bills. Pay some yeah, bills. dude. Uh, bills, 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 bills. And we're back. Uh, we, we just paid so many bills, bro. You, how many bills did you just pay? Paid so many bills. We were online just going like this with our keyboard. <laughs> and paying our bills. <laughs> That's how I type, personally. Um, yeah, totally. Pound. <laughs> just in general. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm a hunt and pecker, so I don't know. <laughs> Oh, for real? I, I legitimately yeah. used to quickly type with my index fingers, but I had to look at the keyboard to do it. And then, you know, just slowly learned how to actually type. Yeah, I can't type. Uh, I can't type or I can't type or spell. Um sometimes I wonder if you would have been better off Amish, bro. Yeah. You I do not seem to enjoy technology. This is like the third different time we've had to start this call, <laughs> for example. Yeah. And I, I am and I am a carpenter in and legitimacy. So, so was I mean, Jesus. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that makes me, we should probably move past this before anybody gets weird about it. Hey, do you want to talk about starts and sits? Absolutely. Let's talk about starts yeah. and sits. I, I, did, I did all types of notes and stuff on it. We might as well use my notes. I would yeah, hate man. to use some, do something that I don't actually use. <laughs> you right. Um, so for me, uh, for my forwards that I'm starting... Uh, ben Teke, it's been awful. It's been so bad. I feel all of your pain because I've also had to deal with it. But Crystal Palace currently have three of the top 15 crossers. And Ben Teke is second in the league in aerial duels one. They have to go in. They have to. Mm-hmm. They can't not. Obviously, this matchup is very good against Swansea. They have the second worst defense in the league. But here's the deal. I'm big on Ben Teke this week. I really am. Despite... You know, all evidence of late. If he better does judgment, not, better judgment. right? If he does not score in this one, he's dead to me till the new year, at least. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is—I wasn't joking earlier. This is super make or break. If if the 90th minute whistle goes and he has not scored, he will be out of my team immediately before they're even I'll, down I'll the tunnel. I'd even go one further. If if he doesn't score and Connor Wickham scores, I will not own a Crystal Palace player for the rest of the year. Wick Aldinho. Yeah, not a bad shout. I liked Mondanda coming into the year, but he has not looked himself, and now he's out. So not particularly mm-hmm. helpful there. The other one, uh, keep with a little bit of the chalkiness, uh, Kane has 4-5 and five against Chelsea, 17-16 and 16 in London derbies. I'm not saying he's going to score two. But I think Tottenham score one, and if they do, I think it is going to be him. Uh, in the midfield, it's both of our boy. I, I guess he's our boy now. Matty Phillips, I already mentioned the stat at the top of the show. Absolutely. Two goals, two assists in the last two. You're probably going to get Chadley back, which might actually end up helping him. You know how like wide receiver ones and twos can help each other out by spreading out the defense. I um, think we mm-hmm. can see that. And Hull are literally the worst <laughs> defense in the Premier League. Um, and we just saw West Brom randomly turn on the flare. Uh, not typical of them, certainly. But if there was a back-to-back fixtures where they could try it, this would be one of them. Burnley was actually like 10th or 11th in defense heading into this week. Uh, clearly, no more. But uh, I think that West Brom will have a lot of success mm-hmm. against Hull. Uh, for defenses, 
Uh, City, Leicester because they're at home. Never play them when they're away, but when they're at home, they're fine. I think they only have five conceded goals at home. Really hope I got that right. Mm-hmm. Um, and an interesting one. I know I mentioned uh, Benteke earlier, but Palace versus Swansea is uh, like a stoppable force versus a very movable <laughs> object. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really not sure how this one's going to go. You know, you and I kind of talked about last week how kind of weird the Stoke-Bournemouth match was because they were kind of mm-hmm. trending opposite directions, but they're both just kind of so awkward that it was hard to tell that one. I got it wrong. I thought it was going to be Stoke on the day. ended up being Bournemouth. This is just going to be one of those. It's going to be real easy to be on the wrong side of this one. Uh, who's going to be worse? That's what we're asking here, and uh, I don't think I have the answer yeah. for you. It, it, scre- it screams a Scotty Dan goal, but I'm I not know, trying to give right? as, my, as I was, start. I was looking at him in uh, DFS. Also, oh, you had mentioned because, somebody else earlier that I was like, ooh. Oh, uh, Joel Matip is 3,400 this yeah. this week. Yeah, Joel Matip. Yeah. Just, anyway. Just that he uh, doesn't, score, doesn't score very often. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he is a tall for DFS. So yeah, theory, he's a, he's, yeah, he's a lumber he's a lumber Jill. <laughs> okay, hey, uh, who you got for starts, man? Uh, my starts uh, up top. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy who's basically giving you the same return that Ben Tech is doing on the same team that Matty Phillips is. I'm gonna go with Salomon Rondon. Eleven goals, four assists in 2016 with West Brom. Um, He's basically been techie at a discount. Uh, Kevin brought up Hall. They're the worst defense in the history of defense that were this year. Um, so take advantage of that. Uh, Solomon Rondon is doing pretty well. I think he benefits from Kevin Stole My Thunder. I think that we see Chadley. I think he gets invo- gets a little bit more involved because he draws defenders. Solomon Rondon is my call. Uh, through the midfield, Kevin mentioned Crystal Palace and their crossing premise, how many guys they have in the top five or ten or whatever he mentioned. 15. Crystal Palace is the number one is Crystal Palace is the number one crossing team in the Premier League by 36 over the second place team. They have 337 crosses this year. Wilfred Zaha is my call for midfielders to, to shine this week. Assist in four straight. 20 successful take-ons in his last four. 11 chances created in his last four. Uh, he's playing against Swansea who is probably going to roll out Neil Taylor. That scares a oh, lot no. of no one. <laughs> yeah. um, Wilfred Zaha is my is my my key to click. Uh, Kevin mentioned before, you know, you know, Joe Allen is out, so everybody's got that, you know, mid five money to throw around. Go go check out what Wilfred Zaha's price is, Kev. I think that's a it's a it's a lateral move that you might want to make this week. Yeah. Uh, on defense, on defense, I'm going to go with Cedric Suarez. He's finally back. He's got two healthy games in him. Uh, Southampton is for the better. I don't care that they're playing Everton. Southampton is a different team at home. Uh, they've only let up four goals in five appearances at home this year, uh, and two of those came against City, I believe. So that doesn't really count. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Southampton's defense is better with him in the lineup than without him. I think they're more of a, a gelled unit. I think he gives them more on the wide side. He's more of a go-forward player, and I think he spreads the, spreads the pitch better. I think Everton... Uh, probably get shut out in this game only because I think Southampton, like I said, are better at home. Uh, Cedric, Cedric is 4-9, owned in 1.1% of leagues, good differential. Everton, Palace, Borough, Stoke, Bournemouth are his next five matches. Uh, it's time to invest in a Southampton defender, whether it's him, Virgil van Dijk is still a bargain at 5.6. Uh, you know, if you wanted to be completely different and like nat- neck tattoos, Ryan Bertrand is your guy. Uh, moving over to Sitz. Um, 
I'm just going to go with the Bournemouth defense. Uh, basically, it's tough to own Charlie Daniels, uh, Adam Smith, Simone Francis, or Steve Cook right now uh, because they have Arsenal and Liverpool in their next two. Yeah, I'm not interested in anything that the the Bournemouth defense is going to offer you in the next two weeks. Uh, if they, if the only way you're getting points from that that quad of of group guys is if they assist on a goal or score. Uh, through the midfield, my sit. Uh, Spurs midfielder. I know it's going to piss off Kevin. Sorry. Uh, any one of them, pick one. Yumin Son, Erickson, Della Ali. Uh, you know, I think they're. I think Spurs are lacking the, the Eric Lamella pace and differential that he gives to the to the side. Um, just look at what you know. Erickson and Della Ali are doing. Look at their price tags. Uh, I brought up before how I I was talking about you know um, Matt Al- Matt. Uh, What's his name? Albrighton's point output last year compared to this year. Mm. Um, Christian Eriksen has 37 points this year. Del Ali has 43 points. Christian Eriksen last year, uh, I, I don't have the number. I'm sorry, I messed <laughs> up completely. But he has 30. He has he scored 176 points, I believe, or 188 points. Mm. Basically, he's on pace for 120 points. I just made his awful radio right now. So basically, he's. <laughs> The, the gist of the whole thing is they're He's bad now. They're basically twenty percent off their u- their point total usage from last year. Christian Eriksen, Della Ali. I'm sorry for making that convoluted and more complicated than it sounded. I should have just went and said they're twenty percent off their scoring from last year, and it would have been just just, <laughs> or just sufficient. Hey, Tottenham's midfielders are kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of pooey, and they're playing against Chelsea's defense, who isn't kind of pooey. So, yeah, mid. Uh, <laughs> Spurs midfield, uh, they, they they got pretty worked today, and now they're going to be downtrodden because they're going to be out of the Champions League. Uh, on my sit side, uh, I'm going to go you know, with my picks for starts, and I'm going to go with uh, Romelu Lukaku for the sit. Mm. Southampton, four, four goals at home. Uh, I just don't I – don't, I don't trust Everton. I don't trust Lukaku. I never do. We hate him. He's not a friend of the show. He never calls in. He didn't, he didn't like my fruit basket I sent him or my edible arrangement. So, Romelu Lukaku, you – you sir will get splinters in your behind. Yep, you uh, you not wrong. Um, for me, it's really more of a question for you, and it's that Manchester United looked better with Rashford up front than they do with Ibrahimovic up front. But do you think any of them, him, Thomas Jefferson, or <laughs> Martial, or Zlatan, or Rooney, do you think any of them are ownable right now? No, I think the only player that I would own from a United standpoint on anybody in the front, you know, front roster eight guys that you can have on your team is probably Juan Mata. That's the only guy I would own. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Uh, Manchester United are one of three teams tied with the worst scoring record over the last five matches with three matches in which they've failed to score at all. The other teams that they're tied with, probably not uh, the teams that you'd like to see them involved with. Uh, Boro and Hull. There we go. Wow. That was pulling teeth is what that was. But you do not want to be in the company of those two for anything. Although Middlesbrough's defense has been actually pretty decent. But yeah, I'm off on all Manchester United forwards. Uh, in midfield, we already talked about it. I'm probably going to uh, end up shifting Joe Allen out. because, And, and it's not just um, the fact that he's going to be missing this match. It's that I feel like he may have lost his chance to cement his place as the ten. Because Bojan's come back, Bojan, Bojangles, and even though he didn't score in this last one, he did score two matches ago. 
and he did miss Mr. a penalty. PK. Yeah, he did. But he, it just seems like he's instrumental to that attack. And even though Joe Allen was so good in that role, they also need help further back. They don't want to have to start Charlie Adam or Glenn Whelan every week or Jeff Cameron. Like, as far as putting their best 11 players on the pitch, it's with Joe Allen in a deeper role. So I think I am going to shift him out this week. I do not judge anyone for not getting rid of him this week uh, just because of the the uh, fact that he's got that little red flag on him. But do keep an eye on that because we basically knew coming into this week that he was going to be in a deeper role. Uh, some people sat him. Some people didn't. But keep an eye on that going forward because I, I do think it's a strong possibility that Boyan has won that job back and that Joe Allen will be a central midfielder for the remainder of the season, which does not make him unownable. It just means that most of the positive things he was doing will now be harder to come by. Um, <laughs> and as we were saying, Maddie Phillips is a really easy shift there. Uh, and for defense, I already mentioned it. Spurs and Chelsea, I think that both teams score at least one. And I think yeah, it just kind of ruins everybody's day. I, I agree. I think that Spurs snapped the, snapped the streak. I think Chelsea comes out better in the game, maybe 2-1. You know, yeah, I, I honestly six, wouldn't be surprised six, if Chelsea one. won this one. I just I'm don't a, think it'll be clean sheets. 6-1 probably is the end hmm. call. <laughs> I remember that uh, 5-3 on New Year's. That was a good time. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was a good game. Yeah. That was that was like the first because you know up until that point everybody was saying that Kane only scored against shit teams. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh nope, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, because uh, that was the year you won that the was, title, right? So uh, yeah, that was the game. That was the that was the game he scored on that like sharp angle from the corner of the box. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. One. <laughs> Townsend good scored the penalty. <laughs> what? Good. Good, good, good times. It was a simpler good. time. <laughs> you sound like NPR radio. Good, good times. Good, good times. Um, good. That's not how NPR hosts do. I, I can't even do an NPR host impersonation. I always just go to the deep voice, though, and so. All you have to do is just slow down your voice and deepen it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. We actually have a book drive on at the moment. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's as close as that's going to get. All right, that is it for Starts and Sits. Boop, 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 boop. Um, those were sound effects brought to you by Sound Effects TM. If you ever need sound effects, call Sound Effects TM. This bit is going nowhere. Okay, hey Rob, what are you doing yeah. to your team this week? Um, you know, I I do own Joe Allen, so my move this week is probably going to be to a midfielder. I have a little bit of money in the bank, not a lot, point four. Uh, so it'll probably be either to a midfield option I feel you know closely knitted with. Well, it'll probably be either Zaha or Maddie Phillips or, you know, someone else that I feel could could benefit, behoove me in some kind of financial windfall f- from a fantasy perspective. But I'm probably looking at, you know, Joe Allen out and Zaha in for this week. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I do think I am going to do the uh, Allen to Phillips thing. I uh, did practice what I preached in Taga and in DFS. Um, well, not in DFS, he played Monday, that's just blatantly a lie. But I did pick him up in both Toggle Leagues I'm in, uh, but was not able to do it in FPL, so I think I am going to follow that up this week. I have a question for you. It's about okay. Adam Smith and Bournemouth defenders on the whole. We bought in, and they did not pay us back. Then the week mm-hmm. I was ready to bail on them, it they showed good. up. Is this just going to be the new curse of the show that we're just going to be wrong on them every week? What, what do I do and what do our listeners do with their Bournemouth defenders? 
Well, Bournemouth defenders, you can pretty much relax for two weeks because you have the decision made for you. You know, you're not going to play them against Arsenal. You're not going to play them against Liverpool. You should have a, a, another alternative this week. Like I said, if they don't score or assist on a goal, they're not keeping it out of the net, I don't right. believe. Um, you know, you this is basically the time when you should have a West Brom defender where you can have in a rotation or a Stoke defender that you had oh, in a rotation. Oh, and West Brom didn't screw us this week. Hey, yeah, exactly. Look at that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, this this is definitely one of those times. You're not owning more than one Bournemouth defender. You're either owning Adam Smith, uh, Simone Francis, or Charlie Danish. You're not owning more than multiple Bournemouth defenders. So it's not like it's a hard thing to cover. Um, so basically, you're you're basically playing yourself. Would you rather start, you know, Eric Peters this week, or you know, Charlie Daniels? I, I I think that Arsenal's defense, Arsenal's offense, is more potent than Watford's. Um, <laughs> uh, I yep, the stats do back that up. <laughs> yeah. You know, so from that standpoint, that is the direction I would go. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a pause right now. Basically, you're going to go make popcorn and wait for Bournemouth to be uh, in the month of December, and then you'll re- reassess their roster. I mean, their their fixture their fixtures do do lighten up a little bit. I mean, you know, they took Burnley, Leicester, Southampton, Chelsea, Swansea, and that takes you to New Year's. So there's some there's some neutral games in there. Burnley, uh, you know, Leicester at home is 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 okay because Leicester on the road is bleh. garbage. Uh, what is going on? Did you see that stat today that they had more points in the Champions League than they do in the Premier League? Yeah, it's it's awesome. Thirteen it's to twelve. Leicester. What? How how have you even managed that, Leicester? And they and they've they've moved on to the next round of the Champions League. So yep, well they prioritized it, unlike yeah, a certain London team. Hmm. hmm. Which one could you? Which I, one could you be talking about? I'm sure I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chicken balls. Chicken. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> but uh, who who's your who's your big tout for either on your roster or? Any of the game weeks captain shout this weekend? Yeah, dude, I'm a, I'm a little bit torn on this. I felt a little burned, uh, as I'm sure many people did, on uh, Aguero last week. Although it was a slow week for a lot of forwards, so it just kind of ended up being a weird one. But him against Burnley, after seeing what West Brom just did, it's hard to say no to. But Firmino against Sunderland, also against Bournemouth. Like I said, Benteke, even Benteke against Swansea, if you wanted to get a little a little loose with it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting. I'm probably just going to end up sticking with Aguero. But I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That Firmino-Sunderland thing is looking pretty tasty to me at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. If you if Liverpool midfielder of your liking is a good shout, but it's it's Sergio all, all day, every day this week, on the road at Burnley. Uh, Burnley just giving up four to, to, the, to the humble scoring giant known as the West Brom Baggies. I don't know if they had four legitimate chances all season, and then they scored yeah. four. <laughs> you know what? You're you're you might not be wrong. You you know that's you're probably not like <laughs> as wrong as much. I should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's Aguero for me. Um, I, I'm worried about the the Champions League his usage there, um, but you know. He, they are one. They are a set on the Saturday game, but you never really know because they are the early game. So, but you won't ever know because the lineup's locked before rosters. So, if you get a little inkling that he may be in or out, because this is a game that he may sit because Burnley, it probably is a winnable fixture without him. Yeah. 
Um, so beware of that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's an Aguero week for me, um, or you know, Coutinho, Firmino, or Liverpool. But if you own Hazard, Hazard or Costa is not a, is not a captain choice for me. What about any like Alexis owners out there? Maybe, maybe. I mean, Bournemouth's they're they're getting back on their defense. They're they're not awful enough that they give up six goals. They just gave up they give up one. And and it ruins your ruins your salad. It gives you like you know you have a peanut allergy and it gives you peanuts in your <laughs> like in your cob salad. But yeah, Bournemouth uh, defense gives the, you an itchy throat. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't I don't I wouldn't look at anybody from the United game. You know, there's nobody in the Southampton game that 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 you know spins my pinwheel. But yeah, so it's either, it's Liverpool once again. It's Liverpool game, Liverpool match, and the Man City match. It's basically what it is. We talked about it on the DFS show on VIPBet.com. That uh, that that was the big those were the big hit hit points last week. So it's probably again the same thing this week because they're on the Saturday slate again. So, yep, I do agree with you there as well. Any uh, parting thoughts before we get out of here? No, I, I I got nothing. I mean, I touched on the Yaya Tori. I touched on touched on Victor and Nietzsche B. It's like it's like rewind the clock to FIFA. You know, oh twelve. <laughs> If only Shamak was somewhere. Then uh, when it, when Anichibi was on when Anichibi was on Everton, I was just to try to to trade transfer him in every time he was on because he was cheap and fast. Yep, he cool sure up. he sure was. Uh, all right, well that should do it for us then. Uh, so Rob, why don't you tell the folks where they can get at you, man? You can always find me on this podcast, which you just listened to forty five minutes of. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. That's L-O-O-G-Y. Uh, you can find my writings and musings on Razzball.com. Click on the little white and black ball. It looks like a soccer ball because it is because I talk about soccer. There you go. Um, I am uh, Kevin DeVries at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, this show is put out by EPL Index and EPL Roundtable. Check out those Twitters. Also, allinsportstalk.com, at allinsportstalk on Twitter. And as we mentioned a couple times, we do do daily fantasy stuff over at vipbet.com. So be sure to check that out. We uh, got a lot of our stuff right. I had a pretty good week uh, fantasy-wise. Although, <laughs> the uh, cane brace knocked me down about 300 spots. I was still in the top 500, but it, I, it was looking real good. I was I was in the... Uh, uh, what, what is that? Below, I was below 100. I was like in yeah. the... Hmm. I don't know how to say that. I was in the double digits. How about that? <laughs> so, there you go. That's how I'm gonna yeah. stick with it. But then you know, I, I got kicked down the table a little bit. But yeah, it was a it was a fun but weird week. The team that I sent Rob, where I was like, oh, this one's gonna win. Uh, I had uh, Aguero, Lukaku, and Kane. Uh, not so much. Not so much <laughs> that one. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty interesting up. Uh, I had Pickford and Baines and someone else in my back line. It was the first time I've ever had. 10 plus points from everyone in my back line, which is uh, pretty fun. I'm just kind of ran, rambling and bragging. Stop listening to me. Go have Thanksgiving with your family if you're in the States. In England, start celebrating Thanksgiving because apparently you guys wait to eat turkey till Christmas. See, we do turkey for Thanksgiving, then ham for Christmas, at least stereotypically. Y'all need to step your meat intake game up and uh, get back to us then. But. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners, and I'm sure we'll be back next week with plenty more fantasy advice for your whole ears. Peace.